Season 4, Episode 8, The Archaic Adage of Deserving Spanking. This episode covers two main topics and it introduces material deemed potentially offensive or sexual in nature. The first, thanks to our subscriber Andrew Nichols, a design and technology teacher and researcher who informed us of his work to advocate for the provision of personal protective equipment to technology or any working party who needs it by the schools. The argument for care makes Alan come unstuck as such as Alan ever comes undone. And Trajan Sarah are aghast as Alan explains the case he found in the Royal Australian Navy Court Martial Records. The case involved a 57-year-old male supervising Lieutenant Commander and a 25-year-old female junior officer. Shut up, stop, 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 Trajan Sarah protest. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. Queensland Department of Education. Andrew has done a lot of work to try and advocate for that PPE, personal protective equipment, which we've talked about now in context of the hierarchy of controls. Right now, it's down the bottom of the hierarchy of controls. But for his work, you know, in workshops and construction and those sorts of trade training to high school students it's incredibly important again that's where you where that question comes up with how do you uh, consider that rank order that's implied by hierarchy of controls he's done a lot of work to advocate that ppe personal protective equipment is provided to technology teachers at the time when he was concerned there, the teachers were asked to pay for their own work boots, their clothing in workshops, and they work in like wood, metal, plastics lab in kitchens, and yet it's really essential to their job. And I've even seen fitness industries say to uh, the instructors, bring your own mic covers. And I'm like, what? In the world of communicable disease coverage, if you're a direct employee, isn't that something that's really vital to make sure that that's covered for people? And Therese, you had, you started citing codes and regs to me. So did we mention that case involving the University of Sunshine Coast and the levy? Now, um, Alan, off the top of my head, I think the section is... I was about to go looking, is it 14? No, I think it's something like section no. of or something. It's really essentially involved respiratory mask fitting. Um, unfortunately, the regulator, when it was remitted back for review, there was no outcome. So the university continued with charging for that relevant component of PPE. So I'll get that full citation for Andrew to read and if anything to contextualise. But there is a provision in the legislation. Well, you gave me section 19 of the WHS Act. Okay, the case is the University of Sunshine Coast against the regulator under the Work Health and Safety Act of 2011. And the relevant provision, the Work Health and Safety Duties and Liabilities, ensuring compliance, and it was a stay with respect to section 273 of the Work Health and Safety Act. And the Work Health and Safety Act, section 273 reads, and it's a rarely used section, but that will answer um, 
the question for Andrew. Section 273 of the Act provides that a person conducting a business or undertaking must not impose a levy or charge on a worker or permit a levy or charge to be imposed on a worker for anything done or provided in relation to work health and safety. So anything... Say that again. Say it again. Yeah, sure. Section 273 says that a PCBU... A person conducting a business or undertaking must not impose a levy uh. or charge on a worker or permit a levy or charge to be imposed on a worker for anything done or provided. And provided is the key term here. What does one provide? The relevant equipment, including PPE. That case is really important. And you've also mentioned Section 19 of the Work yes. Health Safety Act and Section 44 of yeah, the Work Health Safety Act. Regulation. Regulations. Yeah. Tell us about that. So, well, we'll just start from the general yeah. principle. So, the general pr- principle across all legislation is if an employer requires employees or contractors to wear PPE for reasons of safety, then the employer pays. The now, employees don't pay. You've just said a really important part, little slide in there is and contractors, because that's where it gets confused, oh. right, by a so, lot of so businesses. So we're excluding, uh, when I say and contractors, I mean um, people who are workers, who are working for the employer as a contracted empl- a contracted worker. I'm not talking about a separate business. Right. So if a separate business comes in, that will be the separate business's responsibility to look after their own workers. Well, I'm going to challenge you. (laughs) I'm not even going to call them workers. There is a very important word in the Act in Section 19, 19.2 specifically, and I'm not reading off the script, others. If you're in control of a workplace, i.e. if you're a PCBU or if you're another PCBU, because remember, all these duties are concurrent. If you allow, in my view, if you allow someone to access your site, whether they're contractors, whether they're subcontractors, whether they're others, whether they're individuals, if they are human beings entering a place where... Not my cat, not my dog. Not your cat, not your dog. (laughs) Um, That's right. If you're a human being entering and perhaps there isn't any adequate PPE, I think question marks would be raised. Mm. Well, let's let's just pick up on that. So if you had a large construction site where you've got a principal contractor and you've got contracted businesses, so the principal contractor gets in the... Um, the carpenters, just yep. to use yep. loose language, and the carpenter contracting company comes in yep. and the workers are not wearing appropriate PPE, yep. the principal contractor would have an obligation to say, hey, stop, you That's can't it. work unless you're wearing appropriate PPE. Yep. But the principal contractor in that situation would not be obliged to pay for the carpenter's PPE. If the principal contractor was employing workers either as a direct employment arrangement yep or as a contractual arrangement yeah. of some sort, or even as labour hire, then, yeah. uh, then that entity, that PCBU, mm. would have to pay. They have to pay. Now, it gets where it gets really tricky, because a lot of, PPE, a lot of uh, yeah. PCBUs won't do this, is steel cap boots. Steel cap right? boots. You, you yeah. say that's pay. A, that's a hot I, topic. You say pay, I say provide. If you're the controller... Someone's going to have to have a pair of steel cap boots on if you've allowed that person onto your place. So it's about the allowing. Yeah, so I think that's what you're talking get, about. This, this is the part that annoys me about some businesses and some defendants. They get all pedantic with their little checklist to say, oh, look, I'm the PC. I didn't have to pay for those boots. Yes, but you allowed that person to attend the site and the steel beam fell on them. I'm a little bit more macro. 
So you're looking at the checks and balances in the system that permitted that. Yeah, Sarah, if I allow you in here and start doing what you're going to do, like whack a bit of timber or, you know, knock up a bit of this. That's what I like to do on my Sundays. Yeah, secure a pinno. (laughs) I don't care. As the regulator, I don't particularly care if you say, oh, no, no, but I'm, I'm on the PC. My, my budget's just to allow these people to wear the steel cap boots. Yep. But someone allowed Sarah on there to mm. secure a peno, which is securing a penetration. Someone allowed them. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone my, my allowed them. Better choice of words, but the... Um, securing the, a peno. The, the first... the first a ram set. <laughs> ram off a peno. Just it's stop. So going Just stop. It's, it's going so, south. It's going south. It's going south. Don't you know south. what... That, that's, no, our, our minds are going elsewhere. Yeah, you need to stop guys, right you're, now. You're right now. This is unreal. Um, your original question, that was from one of our listeners. Andrew Nichols. Yeah, I think that the employer there would have to seek some legal advice about what they're doing because it sounds as though yeah. the employer should be paying for that gear. Yeah. Well, it turns out he's, after, you know, blood, sweat, tears and lots of advocacy, he's now got it covered for the school teachers. Oh, so good. well done, good. Andrew. Yes. And, yeah. and on that note, because he's raised this, we also had feedback from Dylan Matthews about season one, episode two, the sex during work travel and the light fixture being pulled out of the wall, knocking a woman in her face. So the comment from Dylan was, well, hang on. If you're now using equipment that wasn't designated for its original purpose, who is at fault? I think you've got a, um, that's a good point made by Dylan, Um, but you have to look at what the equipment might reasonably be used for. A light fixture? A a light fixture being used as as something to hang on to is possibly not reasonably foreseeable, but, um, uh, you know, there's going to be a grey zone there. Mm. Now, now that he's raised that, let's, let, uh, are we finished with Andrew's question? Okay. Let me bring you up to date with a case which has uh, just come to my attention. Um, it's a case in the Defence Force Discipline Appeal Tribunal. And before I... I think I'll give you the, the lesson that should be learnt from this case and then tell you about the facts. So I think the lesson that should be learned in this case is it's just really dangerous to have romantic relationships in the workplace. It's really dangerous. In the workplace? In or the, you mean form, form, forming work through the workplace? and in the workplace. It's not illegal. It's well, not illegal, but if you go down that path, it gets very dangerous and people come unstuck and come unstuck. And what might be acceptable... So, uh, so hang on, Alan, before you go on, are you saying our listeners should not be listening to songs such as Lawyers in Love? <laughs> steer clear of Lawyers in Love. <laughs> Absolutely steer clear of them. Just but, saying. Um, yeah, it's, it's not illegal and it does happen, of course, and it does happen on a, a, a perfectly respectable way, but you see lots and lots of cases where people come unstuck and this is one of these cases where someone's come unstuck and come unstuck very badly. Go on, tell us. So, oh, boy. Um, now I'm at the edge of my seat. Come on, tell us. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander in the Australian uh, Royal Australian Navy is 57 years old and he uh, works in the supply area, and I'm not going to name him for obvious reasons. And um, what had happened was over the space of a year, he had a junior officer who was 25 years old, and he um, developed a relationship with her, and he would invite her into his cabin, and he would give her counselling advice. Mm-hmm. Now that wait, pro- wait, 
counselling advice. Well, it right. got better. It okay. got better. So that counselling advice, he identified times when um, she hadn't performed as well as she could. And what would happen is he would have her in his cabin and she would remove her undergarments, the bottom half of her undergarments, and he would put her across his knee and spank her. Shut up. Uh, stop. Shut up. Stop. Stop. True. stop. What, stop. What year was this? This is the thing. We, we, Alan always <laughs> comes up with some surprises. <laughs> what? Please, can you just report this? What is, is this is a real case. This is what, a case. What century the, is this? What's the age of the people we're talking about? Not very long ago. Please, tell us what year. Not very long ago. What year? What year? Uh, it was about 10 years ago. Okay. Okay, what are the ages of the parties here? He's 57, she's 25. And she now, is submitting to this? He says, or he said in the court case, that it was um, consensual and he argued very strongly that it was consensual. Okay. And, of course, she did. She said no, that it wasn't, that because... He was a lieutenant commander. She felt yes. that it was Heck yeah. necessary the for her to take the clothes off. The ascendancy, hierarchy of control. So we have talked about that sort of thing previously. Now, he ended up being charged with numerous offences. Yes. Um, and, and he did a very stupid thing. When he was under investigation, he tried to destroy his computer and, um, you mm. know, that didn't, that didn't mm. go down well. And the reason why he tried to destroy his computer was because he had spanking photos on his computer. <sighs> Not of the 25-year-old, of other people being spanked. Just reflection. spanking is his thing. Right. And um, uh, as a result of that, he got um, demoted and dismissed and fined and got a jail sentence. Oh. Um, yeah. Now, when well, I... When we're going to unpack all of those different forms of punishment because they're both criminal, quasi-criminal, and both in the civil context. That's that's the full gamut. That's, that's the full range of deterrence... Well, it's a military hearing, so, yes. um, you know, yes. court-martial. So. And, and just, you know, when I uh, help advocate and support younger women who are going for jobs, I hear them say, oh, you know, I'm so fortunate that they're going to accommodate, you know, my parenting obligations. or my." And I say, and they're fortunate to have you too. So it's two ways. And when you're going for an interview, you always say, I should be interviewing the potential employer because I'm adding to their talent pool, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, what are the benefits both ways? Yeah. So I cannot imagine going into an interview and saying, but first, I got to check, are you a spanker? <laughs> right? <laughs> It's quite. Well, um, it's almost uh, quite. Yeah. It's, well, it's, well, let's just um, uh, let's just muse for the moment and say that the uh, it was consensual initially for the first spanking. Um, I, I think the person, the spanky, would object to that. But let's just pretend mm. that it was, and take his story at its greatest. Mm. At that point, why didn't it stop? Why did? Why did? Mm. How did he get past the first spanking? into multiple spankings. Well, those I've boundaries just, you know, erode. Just the, dissolve, And yes. uh, yeah. once the permission seems to be granted, his perception, I'm saying, not that she actually wanted that, deserved that, or really uh, felt anything but humiliation through mm. that. But once he's seen that he can get away with it, woohoo! More spanking comes, right? Well, I haven't given you the full story tell yet. Us, he tell also us. required her to say that she was naughty <gasps> during the spanking. Oh. See, this is, again, I'm, I'm just trying to... It's S&M here, I'm getting yeah, to figure yeah, I'm, out. I'm extrapolating here, hang on. Alan, your, your, your caveat, your words of wisdom were first, be careful about, or warnings about falling in love in the workplace. <laughs> 
And then we got to spanking. Falling in love. Then, We're then we got about to the spanking. spanking this the is abuse. a slippery slope. What happened? If, if, if that's just, the, if this is just the yeah. precursor, where you else naughty can this girl story? spank spank, right? I've got all kinds of visuals happening. Thanks We're for that. Keep going. Right. So, so before I go on to what the punishment was, yes. Um, let's just pause and say, look, if he if he'd met someone on Tinder and that had a you know, a, a rollicking good spanking, nothing would come of it, really. Please don't tell me um, any type of uh, corporal punishment was inflicted. Picturing that this is could be a person, senior ranking, that likes to be spanked too. Well, right? then, therefore, I wonder. like I said, corporal punishment shouldn't be imposed. All right, so I'm let's just, go. There's nothing in the court decision that says that he got spanked. That he asked to be spanked. Until the end of the case. and then Until he got the end of the case, okay. So, so, and isn't that the irony of it all? In As, as a community, we punish, we, we spank people because they've been... Deter, uh, yes. Um, well, bad, kind of yeah. nine tails. So we just did 200 years ago. Yeah. And corporal punishment with the ruler or the cane, the cuts, as that we used to say in Australia, the cuts, but how extraordinarily perverse. Keep telling telling us the story. So the so so he was court martialed. He did appeal on on some of the counts and continued to argue that it was consensual. And the the at the court martial, he was just they first dem, demoted him so that he was of a lower rank. Then they dismissed him, uh, imprisoned him for mm. concurrent terms of twelve and eighteen months. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much of that he actually served. Yeah. Um, and then he was fined $2,000, and that was in relation to attempt to destroy the service computer. Mm. And in relation to the imprisonment, um, the court said, the court determined that no other sentence was appropriate mm. because of the gross abuse of authority and position, yes. which is what you've been talking yes. about. It's interesting, putting aside the, the actual act itself, it was just the convergence of desperation or as a senior ranking person has now gone about with the uh, proverbial sledgehammer to destroy the laptop, has gone about acting in a way of just absolute panic. And this is all within a context of, of work. So perhaps there is some pearls of wisdom there, Alan, of us saying be careful about relationships in the workplace because never, I imagine, with this fellow had foreseen not only being court-martialed but also the things that could have been out of character for a, an otherwise perhaps um, upstanding person to now destroy evidence, to, to fabricate things, to suddenly a slippery slope. And we talked about this with doctors and psychologists yes. and with their patients. Power. And maybe a pathway in which you can continue that relationship is if you discontinue the work relationship. Yes. So you're no longer in that position of power over that other person. See, it's Trish, what, yeah. you can't use spanking. And you guys, you're out of the box. Keep talking, telling anyway, us about this case. Anyway, this case, is, if it's gripped me, it's going to grip a nation. This is a very important case. <laughs> you can't, you've just got to change your vocabulary. Because <laughs> our minds will go in the gutter immediately, oh, all right? No, just, just so this for, is enthralling. So for a moment, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know. You know, my mom listens to these podcasts, and like yeah. every time I go back, I go, okay. So you know, mom, when I talked about, um, uh, you know, uh, sneaking out of home, it wasn't that often. I'm like. <laughs> I go tell, I go, yeah. Oh, you know, and I, I told cool. that story about my brother in the Mercedes, but, you know, I just got to let you know because he's going to cringe. He doesn't want you to know. She's like, oh, so long ago. But I'm just laughing because I always oh. have to couch it. The other thing she says is, how come, honey, you tell all your personal stuff, but these lawyers, they don't give a little, uh, uh, they don't give a 
Pretending I am, but I'm just evading it. And now yeah. Alan just doesn't say anything. Defense lawyer says All right, nothing. Sarah's mum, we're going to make this really spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this well, edition. This is going out to Sarah's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> this so is tell Siri. us more. Tell us this more. This is serious, All right. All right. Can I move on to the next topic? You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you've really enjoyed this show, share this with a friend. Submit your five-star rating on your favourite podcast streaming service. Keep listening and send in your stories. You can email us at hello at whywork.com.au. And of course, sign in to our newsletter. You can head straight to our website at www.whywork.com.au. We can't wait to learn about the trouble you've seen in the workplace. And remember, none of the things we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work and we hope you enjoyed as much as we do we love it see you next time Bye.